welcome to Language Chats. This is a podcast for language lovers in Australia and beyond, where we share our experiences of language learning with you, as well as the stories of other Australians and a few international guests who love learning, working with and communicating using other languages. I'm Beck. And I'm Penny, and we'd like to begin this episode by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which we are recording today, the Wadarong people and the Wurundjeri people, and pay our respects to their elders past and present. So, Beck, another episode, and just us today, which which is always mm-hmm. nice, and we're talking self-studying language methods. Yes, hmm. or independent <laughs> studying, I suppose we could also call it. Yes. Um, which... Interesting. I feel like between the two of us, we've both done quite a bit of independent slash self-study over the years. Um, And the first thing that came to mind actually when when I was thinking about this was that even though self-study or like independent study, however you you want to describe it, it makes it feel like you're only doing it on your own. But actually self or independent study doesn't mean that you are alone. Mm. Um, it doesn't mean that you are doing it entirely by yourself um, and that you certainly don't need to reinvent the wheel in terms of methods or resources and things like that too. So I just want to, I guess, maybe preface this conversation with that thought in mind. I think that's a really good point and I think – and I think over the over the time since we've been talking and we've you know been doing language chats, haven't we had our eyes kind of open to this the options that exist that have grown even over this short period like the three or four years since we've known each other, um, and I think that's really exciting. And I think it's always nice to remind ourselves and remind you guys who are who are listening that there are some amazing ways to be an independent learner. I think that was the other thing I was going to say too. Sometimes the word study, I don't know, sends shivers up people's <laughs> spines. It does sound quite know. formal, doesn't it? It does. Like I, it doesn't, I quite like the word. I don't have anything against, like it doesn't bring up any feelings in me, but, um, you know, sometimes learning or, or something might sound a bit less formal <laughs> and structured and... <laughs> No one's sitting down at a desk for 60 minutes every day. <laughs> yes. No, a really good thing, a really good thing to remind ourselves of. Um, and again, that kind of self, I think I think the whole the whole idea of like potentially embarking on um, learning a language, but doing that in a way where it's it's really self-motivated. You're deciding to do this, you're you're working out how it is that you're going to how are you going to learn? Um, you don't have necessarily what you might have remembered from school, you know, or university or any any other kind of experience perhaps when you were younger where you've got somebody with you all of the time who's telling you what to do and what page to turn to in the book mm. and what to do for homework and when you need to learn this by, um, you know, all of those probably like formal kind of guardrails that you might remember from past school type experiences may not be there for you if, um, you know, especially if you are an adult and you've decided to learn, um, you know, independently. 
And it can be pretty overwhelming, I think, especially because mm. we talked about the number of resources that exist. That in itself can be overwhelming um, when you're just starting out going, oh, so how am I going to actually learn this language? <laughs> um, yeah, where do you start? Have you, what languages have you learned solo? Solo. So I would say the language that I first kind of properly learnt solo was Italian. Mm. Or learnt solo. Again, I want to say it's not it's not a hundred percent on your own, <laughs> but it's, you know, the one that I decided, yep, I think I'm gonna do that. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna work out a way to do this in my spare time and I'm going to find some resources to help me do that that work within my timetable and my my availability during the week in between work and, and other things. I guess that's a really good point because, you know, in my mind when I think of independent solo learning, it's without that weekly structure of a course or um, a group class um, or that, you, you know, you're not enrolled in a, in a formal language program in any way. It is really just you designing your own language learning exactly. program. Exactly. Penny, what, what was the first language that you would say you independently studied? Wow, that is a good point because I think when I went back to do Chinese when um, my first daughter was a baby, that was probably, I can't even remember now, 2018, I think. Yes. So that was when I went back to Chinese and I thought I've left my languages go for you know a couple of years and I'm ready to give them another shot. And it was just great because, you know, I discovered all these things that we now are so familiar with, like italki and and all these online amazing resources. And my whole point of going back to Chinese was I really wanted to do the next level of the HSK proficiency exam. So I had I had that goal in mind and I think I think that really helped actually thinking mm. back because um all my, all my study and all my interactions with my my teacher and my tutor were about preparing really for that exam, um, and it it does make it easier. I have to say, yeah, <laughs> I absolutely. think absolutely having a, a like an actual tangible goal in mind yes. that you're working towards mm-hmm. because it gives you so much structure, doesn't it? That you yes. know. Um, in some senses, you know what you need to prepare for because it is an exam and you can do all the practices and you've got all the guidelines and the expectations. And um, so that was that was really great though. I really loved it. It was a great way to get back into learning and also a great first way to try independent learning. Mm-hmm. Um, another, the next language I did solo was um, Vietnamese. Mm-hmm. And again, I had a really clear clear goal in mind because we were coming up for a trip and I hadn't really touched Vietnamese for ages and I was feeling you know when you when you've let a language go and you, you kind of feel a bit like oh, you know what have I done I'd spent so much time and energy on it and you lose your confidence yeah and I, I was beating myself up a bit you know which is not you know not nice and we shouldn't do that to ourselves <laughs> um but Again, I just really had this, and it was a really fun goal, fun for me anyway, was I just really wanted to focus on food. And so, you know, again, I had a great italki um, tutor and we just had all these really fun conversations about 
all these different dishes, so many of them I'd never heard about. I mean, Vietnamese cuisine, for lots of you that know and love it, it's, um, you know, the dishes are just endless and so regional, kind of specific as well. And because we were travelling to the south, the centre and the north, we were going to get the full range. So, yeah, that was really great as well. How about you now, Beck? because you with your Danish now, mm-hmm. um, you'd consider that, you know, an independent learning. Mm, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think, um, well, to jump back to Italian, so that was like my first my first experience really without where I didn't even start with classes. So I think I had before that, like I, I did French all through school. It was very structured because it was through school and uni and stuff. Um, I then did some German before doing Italian, but it started with classes, like a weekly class, you know, you turn up, there's a teacher, there are textbooks, you know, you get homework, that kind of thing. So so that was kind of still a very like guided um, experience. But then when I started learning Italian, um, I, I really didn't think at the beginning, I went, no, like I think I can probably do this at least to begin with without any classes first Um, and that experience has I think taught me like it sort of was the first time I could like dip my toes into this like actually I'm just going to work out what I want to do and plan all of my learning around what kind of what interests me and what feels right Um, and then I've used I think what I learned from that experience since to decide how to how to you know and then and you learn things along the way because sometimes you try stuff and you're like oh that didn't work that was terrible why <laughs> why did why did I try that method or like oh I definitely should have organized some classes at some point maybe um you know maybe I do just some you know one-on-one type conversation things even um again that's to say like this is just because you are learning and it's self-driven doesn't mean that you have to do everything on your own there is still very much a place there for, um, you know, tutors or conversation partners or teachers um, or, you know, potentially classes or whatever. It's there, there are other places where other people will come in and a community even. Um, maybe we'll talk about that a little bit more um, in a moment. But, um, yeah, I think some of the things that I really learned from my first experience learning, you know, self-learning with Italian were definitely that I... I knew from the beginning that I needed to make, I needed to make consistent time for myself to do this. Um, so I used to plan out. I mean, look, I didn't. <laughs> I say I planned it. I sort of, I sort of used to try and make sure that I spent a little bit of time once a day looking at something to do with Italian, anything. Like even if it was just half, like less than half an hour, but like ideally, I would try and do half an hour of my lunch break. Um, that's something that I found really helpful and it kind of just kept me on track because it meant that I like had a bit of a motivation in my mind to, I didn't need a class necessarily week by week or fortnightly or whatever. I didn't need a class in there, but I did need my own kind of intrinsic motivation. Your own personal Beck Street. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like I need, I needed to make sure that I was committing to something internally that, I was, I was going to spend some time. Otherwise, it's too easy to just be like, oh, I'll do it later. 
or like yes. I'll find another time or I'll do it later in the week or, you know. So I had to sort of commit to doing to doing something at at least some kind of frequency. That can be daily for some people and for me it started out daily. Of course, you know, as time goes on, you, you things other other things drop in and then you get you get busy but you know with other things now I've tried to make sure it's either weekly or it's fortnightly or it's every few days or whatever and that's something to commit to in in your mind mm, about what you're really going to do isn't it yeah. yeah um and then I think something else that I really learned from that initial experience too was that I needed to have like a bit of a toolkit of resources like I needed things to choose from so like I couldn't just turn necessarily to the one same resource every every time I wanted to do some learning. I needed multiple options because otherwise I'd get too bored yeah. of the one thing. And also I would only I wouldn't be able to practice all of the skills using only one resource, if that makes sense. Like you can't do you can't necessarily have one all everything fits into like both, you know your sorry your speaking your reading your writing and listening Mm. um it's hard to find resources that really properly cover all of those things lots of textbooks try to do all four of those things but realistically you you know usually need some other way to practice your speaking um you probably need something other than just recorded exercises to practice your listening um and so I kind of had a bit of a a yeah like like a toolbox of resources that I could sort of just select from when I felt like doing something different. Do you remember how you developed that toolbox? Did you just find things and grab them and think mentally, yet yeah, this is going to be something I'm going to use? Or did you did you find a list somewhere, you know, beginner, Italian, awesome things to yeah. use? Well, I think I, well, I did like a bit of research. Like I kind of, especially at the beginning when you, when you get really excited about like getting started with a, with a language. And so you're all like super enthusiastic and you're like, Oh, I'm going to find, I'm going to find all the things that are going to help me learn this. Um, I think in that sort of wave of like, Oh, I'm going to find all of this stuff. And for something like Italian, that's not as it's not that difficult. There's lots Mm. of resources out there. It's a very well-learned language. Um, So I kind of did a little bit of, you know, a little bit of Googling. Um, I had, my, my mother-in-law is, a, is an Italian teacher, so I started out asking her, although she's a, a school Italian teacher, so she sort of was able to give me some initial resources um, for students. And then I sort of just went out looking for stuff on my own, mostly online. Um, I also had a few like physical resources too, like I had, um, I, I'm still somebody who likes books. <laughs> I had bought like real books of pages Um, and so I had gotten myself a couple of books that I knew were in my um, in my arsenal Um, not just like textbooks but like you know things like small readers for learners Um, so you know with good kind of comprehensible input Um, and yeah, I think over time then, you know, you find one thing and then that might lead you to something else. I had started following a lot of stuff on social media that had to do with um, like Italian learning. And so, you know, every now and then you'd find a little nugget from somebody who posts stuff on Instagram or whatever and they'd be like, oh, there's this cool thing I just used. Um, and that, I think it was just kind of organic. You just sort of find something and then you try it out and either you like it or you don't. Um, I remember... Um, somebody who we have um, interviewed on this podcast, Elfin, um, all about Italian. 
is her um, Instagram handle. And she had shared like a, a summer Italian language playlist on Spotify or something. And so then I basically used that playlist and listened to it for like months, <laughs> just like just like when I'd go for like a walk in the morning or something. And it was just to like have something else for listening practice, like listening to, you know, songs as opposed to listening to podcasts or um, just least just something to fit into the mix. Um, so, yeah, it's a whole range of stuff. How, how have you found in the past trying to find resources independently what have what have you found useful and um... I think well going back to the Vietnamese and the the Chinese kind of days I think I was pretty focused on those two kind of goals like the exam for Chinese and Mm. learning about cuisine and stuff for the Vietnam for the trip um and so that was that was pretty narrow and you know it was pretty straightforward you had your materials and I had my italki um catch-ups um when I um started doing well when I started to when I decided that I was going to go back and try some Japanese um last year was that last year I can't remember now I think it was (laughs) yes last year it was um I started hunting around and I, I think in the end I was like there are so many things um that exist, how do I build it together and build my own program that suits me? And I think that's when I started to get a bit overwhelmed. And I did actually decide to do a weekly class with through a school online. So it was just me and the teacher. So it was semi unstructured, but very much more structured than I was used to. And it was funny, I think we've talked about this in the past back that I was a bit like, oh, this is not kind of what I wanted because it was very much following the textbook and, you know, chapter by chapter, week by week. Um, so in hindsight, that was probably something that I've learned from that, you know, it's don't rush into something when you know that's probably not what you want because it feels like the easier option when in, in actual fact there are lots of easy ways to pull together your own program and focus on the things that you want to learn um I've done a couple of really fun um like little mini courses or mini challenges um for French and they've been really good because I know that they're a short time period they're usually 30 days and they're paid so you have to pass you know put up some money and I think that's always you know it helps <laughs> stay committed, yeah. Um, and they're usually like a daily a daily check-in with a little daily fun video or a task or, or something. And there's a community attached to that as well. And I think that's, that's really lovely where you can, mm. you know, pop in your answers or ask questions or cheer other people on. Um, and so I found that really, really useful. But I haven't done it for any other language, only for French so far. So I should um, investigate and see... Um, Actually, no, I like. <laughs> I did do something fun with Nihongo Connection as well last year. That was when I was starting to work out what I was doing Japanese-wise. Um, and there was a fun challenge I did with Japanese. Um, and, again, it was a daily check-in with, with community and that kind of thing. So they, they do exist. <laughs> but mm. this is the thing is that you have to kind of go out there and, and find it yes. and be willing to give things a shot. Yes, exactly. And I, but I suppose that is the crux of what 
you know, independent studying is. It's that, you know, you now have the, I guess you have the power to decide what it is that you want to do and you don't have to do anything. Um, You know, there's not one course or one method or one way of doing any kind of learning for any language out there. You can tailor it to your own you know, your own preferences and your own your own timetable and your own the, the things that make you, that keep you interested as yep. well um, to make sure that, as you said, you're not going through necessarily a textbook that doesn't really float your boat. Um, some people love that. You know, there's a lot of satisfaction to be gained from following a course and, um, you know, having particular exercises to do and having the support there from other people around you as well as a teacher. Um, but for some people that doesn't work or it's not what they're after. You know, if they have a specific goal in mind, like before when you were talking about, you know, preparing for the HSK. So for those who don't know what the HSK is, it's like a proficiency exam for Chinese. And, you know, if you are preparing very clearly for the HSK, you probably don't want like quite unstructured conversation lessons um you know with a teacher who's just like tell me about your weekend you you probably really do need to learn um you know the vocabulary and the grammar structures that are required to pass the exam and that is good still for your learning but it's also much more specific in the in its requirements um whereas you know there would be lots of people out there if you're just learning for pleasure you don't have a goal that is that involves assessments or, um, you know, specific kind of specific vocabulary, specific um, things that you need to tick off a list, then you might, you might be much more inclined to do something that's really, really relaxed to go with the flow a bit more and um, kind of just see where things take you. I think when we did the dabbling challenge earlier mm. in the year, Beck, and um, well, you and I both chose languages that we, we hadn't studied before and so that was that was really different because because you know as as I'm as I'm talking to you about the languages that I've learned independently you know I have learned them all previously Mm. in a structured class environment so to jump on and say okay I'm going to learn Indonesian we'll just have a dabble have a play and it was a really different approach because I'm like oh okay so I don't know any of the basics, Chumakasi, that was pretty much all. <laughs> um, and do I, you know, so I was like, oh, I'll jump on YouTube, see what I can find or jump on Instagram and see what I can find and then listen to some music. Um, and and then I think if if I was to take that further, those things would just get, you know, extended. So mm-hmm. things like there might be, you know, an online course that might grab my fancy or maybe a textbook, you never know. <laughs> um, or, and then maybe going down the track of having italki tutoring or, or lessons to actually start to be able to um, do some speaking and listening practice. But it was, it was fun to start a language completely from scratch because it's been so long since I've done that. Yeah. Did you find that as well, Beck? when you yeah, I were learning? It. Russian and Ukrainian that was the yeah 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 exactly and I think it was it's also about like it's also about not pressuring yourself too much to be too organized like (laughs) I think you know you you look you you probably you may need some structure just to make sure that you stay on track if you're going to commit like that's fine 
commit however it is that you need to, block out whatever time you need to, organize whatever classes you need to, like, you know, to, to just make sure that you actually do it, you might need something in your diary. Um, or you might need to put some money down on something to, to make you feel like you, you know, <laughs> you've invested in this and now you've got to, you have to commit. Um, but I think what, what is lovely about dabbling as the start is that you, you can freely learn just a little bit and just give it a try and then look for some resources and listen to some stuff or find some stuff online or whatever it is. To do that without saying like, oh, well, now that I'm going to do this, I have to run in full pelt. Like I think that a lot of people get themselves worked up into a into a sort of a, a particular kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a, a way of seeing how language learning should proceed mm. so that it should be this project and that you you sign up to, you sign up to, to the idea of learning it and then you must sort of fulfill it you must finish it once yes. you once you start and it never start, finishes oh, yeah, well, well, it, never, it never does finish but also when you're you know even when you when you start at the beginning you can't go from zero to 100 like you've got to you've got to sort of ease yourself into it oh it's like running um, yeah exactly you do no, but it is kind of like exercise like you can't go from like I'm going to join a gym today to running a marathon tomorrow you need to sort of work your way into it start finding out like why why are you interested in it what what makes you interested about running like why do you like it does it does it give you a good satisfaction afterwards do you feel good when you go for a run you know and then like every day do you run a little bit longer or you know are you starting to feel yourself getting fitter um and I think in exactly the same way it's like with when you're learning a language or when you decide to start learning a language you can just try it out just listen to it hear it try to make some of the sounds and go did I did I like that like is this kind of fun for me um and if you do then you keep going and then you keep going and then you find the things that that make you tick um but the, it doesn't have to be like I'm gonna learn I'm gonna learn insert language here I'm signing up to do a course at university for it tomorrow like it doesn't you don't have to go from from the idea is there to I must go in fully charged throwing everything at it all guns blazing such a good point and I, I love <laughs> what you say too about how it's 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 got to fit with you and your life and that whatever commitment it might be, it might be, you know, a 10-minute walk on Thursday listening to one podcast and that is your commitment and that is completely awesome. Or you might decide to do that daily commitment um, and it's just whatever you can fit, whatever works with your life, then go with that and that's amazing. Exactly. And then also like I think the other thing is to recognise when something isn't working for you mm. um, and that's important too. Just like you said before when you realised that the classes you were taking for Japanese may not quite have been the right fit for what you were after. It's like it's fine to acknowledge that sometimes you spent some time and potentially spent some money <laughs> on um, a method of learning or a resource that actually doesn't suit you um, and that's fine. It's okay to like step back and be like, actually, I need to find something else because this isn't keeping me interested. If it's yep. not keeping you interested and you don't want to go back every week or you don't want to go back and use the resource again, then you need to look at maybe finding something else. Yep. Yep. Mm. Well said. Got to listen to ourselves, don't we? <laughs> oh, that's it. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I love, I love when we have these like motivational, inspirational chats <laughs> because you know I'm just like, oh, what am I gonna, what am I gonna pick up next? <laughs> Thank you for listening to our TED talk. Oh, <laughs>
Oh, no, well, yeah, in all honesty, thank you for, <laughs> thank you for listening <laughs> to yes, another episode of Language Chats. <laughs> Yes, it's been. Thank you for, for tuning in. Um, we're always happy to have you here with us. Um, if you would like to interact with us a little bit more, because um, we love chatting with you and we love to hear how you're going with your language learning and what your experiences are too, then feel free to join our Facebook group. It's called Language Lovers AU Community um, and you will find their other like-minded language learners and language lovers um, and you can also find us on social media um, we are on instagram languagelovers.au um, and we also have a facebook page language lovers au and don't forget that you can subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss our episodes which come out every fortnight um, and if you are feeling particularly generous you can leave us a review and rating we love hearing from you and we will catch you in another fortnight see you next time thanks Beck. bye bye